This audio session is taken from the Shofar Bible School first year course. You can register for the full Bible School course by visiting our Shofar online store at www.shofaronlinestore.org. The topic for this session is The Power of the Cross. It is part of Module 8, Salvation and Faith. Well, we're talking about this concept of salvation and this second session is probably my favorite topic to speak about uh, next to the other 350 in the Bible because once you discover in the Bible what it means to be saved and what God has saved us from and what He's saved us to, wow, <clears throat> what a concept when we talk about especially the cross of Jesus Christ. You know, I used to think like the Old Testament is like, oh, this boring part. And then you get the New Testament, especially the Gospels, and you get to know Jesus, the heart of Jesus. And then obviously after Jesus, Paul and the epistles, he just explains what happened on the cross. But the whole Bible is written around this theme of the cross. And so even to understand the cross better, you have to go and read the Old Testament. You have to go and understand how did God interact with uh, the Jews, how did he call out a new nation um, and brought them out of slavery, out of Egypt, which is the world system. And he took them through the Red Sea, which talks about baptism and eventually delivered them, took them into the promised land. And so in the previous session, we saw how God did not just give us a new identity, but also a new destiny. And that is a destiny on earth, which is called our purpose, our calling, but also much greater, an eternal destiny, because we are eternal beings. You are a spirit being before you are just a natural being. And so remember what uh, happens in this life and how we live should be to glorify God, to really know God, to live a life that says, hey, there's only one living God. There's only one God that came to choose me. And uh, before I found him, he came to find me. He came to look for me. And I've become his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. I don't do good works to get to know him. I actually have a relationship with him. And uh, one of the greatest revelations that I got from the cross and understanding the cross is just very simply that God does not love me more when I become a better Christian tomorrow. You know, I thought like, oh, if I can just do more works, because I grew up in a home where there was a lot of fear, a lot of performance, a lot of competition in a sense, to earn the favor of the father or the mother, or hey, if I become number one, then I get a good reward. But with God, God chose. God chose to love mankind. Therefore, he sent his only son. And so God will not love you more in 10 years if you pray more or if you do more things for Him. No, the reason why we do stuff is simply because it's a response of our love towards Him, of the love that He has given us. He first loved us. And so talking about the cross in this session, it's so important because the cross is a symbol. We put the cross so easily on a t-shirt. We put it on the church building. We sing about the cross. Oh, the wondrous cross. But the image of the cross and the whole symbol of the cross is that of torture. It's of death. And uh, so one mustn't be too, too quick to just say, hey, I understand what happened on the cross or I know because it's a little wooden thing I put or hang around my neck. Now the cross is the symbol of life. It's the great exchange. It's the place where an almighty, perfect, 
God decided to put his anger on his own son, which you and I deserve. You and I were supposed to hang on that cross. It's not just like, hey, this is a nice thing we sing about. It's the place of exchange. It's the place where God put another sacrifice there, which should have been you and me and our sins. And God then decided, I am going to judge that son of mine on the cross. Remember the words of Jesus? And it's an amazing study you can go and do. Just all the words that he spoke on the cross. It's very, very significant. You know, he said, I thirst. And that was to fulfill prophecy. And so many times the Bible talks about it is written. And because it has been written, Jesus said certain things. But if you understand this one hour on which he died on the cross, your life will change completely. Because it wasn't just a sacrifice. He also entered into a new priestly system and a new priestly order. He used the same words on the cross. Negma, it is finished. Or tetelesta, which the main priest of the day would use when he would go in the Old Testament and, and sprinkle blood on the mercy seat. He said, Negma, it is finished. What powerful words, those three words, it is finished. And therefore we can not add to the cross and we cannot take away from the cross. But when you and I as Christians understand that the way to God is hey, by denying ourselves and taking up our cross daily. Matthew 16, 24, that's what Jesus said. If you want to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him. And so the symbol of the cross is this place of death, is this place of torture, it's the place of shame. Remember, you know, in Hebrews, it says that he despised shame. He looked and for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame and went to sit at the right hand of the Father. Jesus saw you and me when he hanged on that cross. Jesus realized what great exchange would happen. And so today we sing about the cross. Today we wear the cross, but we have to understand my shame, my sin was put on that cross so that I can live. And I think it's such a moment if you and I begin to realize that, you know, those words Jesus said, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? Because there was this act which we call propitiation. It's this act of exchange. It's this act where God had to turn his face away from his own son, the first time in eternity and the only time in eternity when the relationship when God the Father and Jesus was severed, was broken down because of you and me and our sin. He says, God, why have you forsaken me? Why, you know? And then we saw just starting before the cross, the, the Gethsemane, the blood that he sweated. You know, it's almost humanly impossible to sweat blood. But it's, when you come to such a place of great pain, because of our sins that was taken upon him, he started to sweat blood. He started to perspire. He started to say, Yo, this Lord, if, if, if it's not, you know, this is not my will, but Lord, your will be done. You know, that's where we get our word excruciating from. <clears throat> you know, if I say I've got excruciating pain, it means ex crucified, out of crucifixion, out of the cross. So even some of our words that we use in the English vocabulary comes from this revelation that the most painful death, because, you know, if somebody died on the cross, it took many days, you know, and just the, the tension, the sacrifice, the pain that Jesus went through, it is amazing. You know, 
The reason why people died on the cross was simply because eventually that person could not lift themselves up and they would die of suffocation because they couldn't have enough air in their lungs by pulling themselves up and then try to breathe because of the weight of their own body. And so the blood that was shed, you know, remember the soldier, and that was one of the greatest testimonies for me of the cross, is the Roman soldier that was standing next to Christ, you know, that was crucifying him. Now remember, this guy, it was his job. He did it regularly. Every day he was involved in crucifying people. But in the way that Jesus died, he said, surely this is the Son of God. And I want to get emotional about it because it was for you and me. And Isaiah writes about it. He says, we want to be associated with this Christ, is Isaiah 53. He says, when you and I realize how much he has done. I want to read the scripture to you. Isaiah 53 verse 1. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form of majesty that we should look at him, and he had no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by you and me, by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one of whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him, upon Jesus, was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he has taken away. And as for this, his generation was considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt. He shall see his offspring, he shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accountant and righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressions. So even Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 53, he saw Jesus hanging on the cross. Isn't that amazing? Psalm 23, Psalm 24, there's so many prophecies about the cross of Christ. And when you and I come to die, that is the invitation of salvation. Come to die so that you can live. You know, the world says live and eventually maybe you'll die. Jesus says, come and die so that you can live. And it's an honor. Do you know most of the disciples died physically for the sake of the gospel? It wasn't just something they do. Even Paul, they say, when they wanted to crucify him and eventually crucified him, he says, I want to be crucified upside down because I cannot compare to the crucifixion of Jesus. Because it wasn't just the physical act, it was the sin that was taken upon him. That's what Isaiah says, to bear the iniquity of us all, the weight of the sin of the world and the weight of the sin of mankind. 
Jesus took upon him. You know, not any other religion guarantees you eternal life. Not any other religion, and I say it with respect, is a religion or a relationship where a God says, I will do a self-sacrifice so that you can live. Every other religion is born out of fear and is born out of the sacrifice of man to try and attain to a relationship with God. But true Christianity is God taking up our sins and leaving His glory so that you and I can live. And so as we embark on this journey of salvation, of understanding the cross, that's worthy. That's a worthy cause. Is Lord, I want to die so that you can live. I want to die so that your kingdom can come. Lord, I want to serve you with my life because even that is nothing compared to the life that he has given us. And so we can only love him because he first loved us. He can only say to us, hey, I'm going to extend grace to you. And that's why we need grace. And so there's this emotional, but also this, this theological understanding of the cross that we need to understand. You know, it's not just a place of, Hey, this is something I'm singing of. It's an atonement. It's a God's wrath, God's anger being satisfied on Jesus. Because God is just, but He's also merciful. And God has to punish sin. And that's why the cross is so important. That's why you and I are coming to surrender and saying nothing but the cross. Nothing but the cross. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And so... We are going to worship Jesus as the lamb that was slain for our sin. And I think something that's been lost to the church is the value and understanding of the blood of Jesus. And so the blood of Christ was central to the message of the cross. The atonement of Jesus was central. And atonement in the Old Testament happened simply by covering. So if you and I did sin, there was a covering of that sin. Something was put over it. But in the New Testament... The new covenant says the sin has not just been covered, it's been taken away. It's been wiped out. The handwriting of requirements, Colossians 2, talks about that. The accusation the devil has against you and I, you know, because he's the father of lies and he only accuses. It's been wiped out through the cross. And so the more you get to know God, the more you and I have to walk in that atonement. We have to understand, you know, that's what life is about. That's the message of the Bible. The message of the Word of God is there's atonement. There's a place where you and I can be set free. And so even when we take communion, I really want to encourage you, don't just take communion because it's a ritual. It's a celebration. Jesus said, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of what I've done. And you know, the early church understood the power of the cross. And when they did communion, it it was a sacrament. It was something holy. It was something that said, hey, this is our life. Our life starts with dying, but then we live forever. We live with Him. We are seated with Christ. Take 10 minutes to reflect on and discuss this session's key Bible passage together with others in your class. If you are watching on your own, take a few minutes to reflect on the key Bible passage by yourself. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves him has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. 
In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. You know, I have three children. And if I only had one, and I had to sacrifice that child for you, no way. Sorry. You know, I even just get ang angry where I've got two daughters and a son when there's another boy coming to knock on the door, coming to visit, you know. Then I say, what, what do you want to do here? You know, then there's already this father thing that just wants to be protective and because of love, because of that child of yours, you know. And so imagine how God the Father felt about Jesus and having to give him away so that you and I can now be also his children. I'm, I'm sorry, I, can, I won't be able to make that sacrifice that he did. But when we understand what that love is and when we get ourselves under that tsunami of that love, we'll be cleansed, we'll be forgiven, but then we also will be passionate about living this life to love Him back. And then to love Him with all of our heart and to love our neighbor. That's what this life is about. That's what this fullness of salvation is about. Love God with your heart, your mind, your soul, your will, your everything. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know? That's what it's birth about. And that's what it's birthed in is the fullness of the, 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 the Christ redemption and the story of that love for us. So I want to encourage you but also challenge you. And then maybe just this one word, this, this propitiation is, is this exchange. There's this big word that Romans use and Paul used in the book of Romans. He says there's propitiation for our sins. It's an exchange. It's, there's a sacrifice and another sacrifice is put in its place because God has to judge. And in the next session, we're going to talk about God's justice and how the just shall live by faith. You know, how do we respond now? Because faith without works is also dead. You know, what's our response to this great salvation? What's our response to live now for Him? Not to try and be a child of God, but because we are children of God, because we have received salvation, now we begin to live for Him. And so that is the challenge, is will you live a life worthy of the cause and the death of Christ? You can't add anything like me. I, I can't go to a great picture or a great painting and I suddenly say, hey, I'm going to splash on the painting you know, because I need to add a little bit. You can add nothing to the cross and I can add nothing. But we should not take anything away from it. We should live in it. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live but Christ who lives within me. And so that's the invitation. Come and die. Come and deny yourself. Come and live for the cause of Christ. Become a disciple. Become a disciple maker. Because that's what we do. We say we want to bear the image of Christ. We want to reflect the image of Christ to a broken world out there that really don't know that there's a loving God, but also a just and a holy God that calls them back to Himself. And that's why we go out there. That's why we go tell the whole world we have the cure for the greatest disease of mankind, for that incurable disease. It's called Jesus. It's called the blood of Jesus. It's called the cross of Christ. And let's walk in it. Let's fulfill that mandate then also on our lives to become worthy, to become really people that inherit the nations 
because of that cause of Christ on our lives. Amen. Let's go for it. Take 15 minutes to reflect on and discuss the following points together with others in the class. If you are watching on your own, take a few minutes to reflect on the points by yourself. You can find the discussion points in your Bible school handbook. Look out for the Living the Word sections in each session.